Hello and welcome to Geeky Girl Gab. I'm Candace and with me today is Brie. Hello. And honorary geeky girl, Robert. Hey, okay. Thanks for having me back. So we watched the 2006 Clone Wars, The Clone Wars, which is actually just four episodes of the Clone Wars series put together. And that's because George Lucas had an idea for it to be a film after viewing some of the completed footage in the early episode. He said, this is just so beautiful. Why don't we just go and use the crew and make a feature? So that's how this movie came to be. Bree, your first thoughts, because you have like, you haven't seen any episodes of the show. No. Did you even know this existed? No. (laughs) (laughs) Is that bad? Can I even call myself like a Star Wars fan? I feel like I brought it up in conversation before. So that just means you haven't been listening to me. No, I know about the show, just not about the movie. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. The kids I used to babysit who were like eight years old, like they were obsessed with the Clone Wars show. One of the reasons I wanted Robert to be on this episode is because he's seen some of the TV series. And I needed someone here to back me up when I say, it gets better than this movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. I I also do think, though, this being ostensibly a, a kind of a just glorified pilot, uh, instead of really a movie, I think did hurt my interest in the show to some degree. Like, I did watch the first season and I'm kind of checked in here and there, but I feel like it was like a bad first impression is, is what I'm what I guess what I'm trying to say. Oh, definitely. I saw this one in theaters. Yeah, me too. Because I at the time had seen every Star Wars movie ever in theaters. That's not true anymore because I didn't see Solo because I was busy. It just I didn't like it. I kind of hated it. And I was mad. Granted, I was like in college and I was at that point where I'm like, cartoons aren't cool. Why am I watching cartoons? And I kind of hated Ahsoka. How did you feel about Ahsoka Tano, Brie, Anakin Skywalker's new Padawan? Well, okay. I had a question because, you know, we had just recently watched Attack of the Clones and Mm -hmm. Anakin, I mean, I wouldn't entrust him to have a Padawan <laughs> at all. And like, I don't think anyone in the right mind would. So I got really confused Well, with that setup. That's a well, good we, point. That's a good we point, We do actually. know in the next movie that the Jedi get all killed. So, I mean, they don't have the best judgment. Right. It just seemed like really odd, especially because I think, Candice, you had brought it up to you, to me, or probably our notes where you had put that um, the director wanted Akasha to be Obi-Wan's Padawan, which would make more sense in a way, but except George Lucas insisted on Anakin, right? Yes. Why? Okay. So this makes so much more sense once you watch the series because Once you watch Revenge of the Sith again, you're going to be like, geez, Anakin, overreact much? Just go and kill all your friends all of a sudden? It's the series that actually, like, makes Revenge of the Sith, like, a really good movie to me. It shows why Anakin turns to the dark side. And one of the things he has issues with is his attachments. And... He had more attachments than just Padme. And there's something that happens to Ahsoka during the series that makes Anakin very disillusioned by the Jedi. 
which I won't go into because I'm really hoping you watch it, which I know you won't. I but might. I want you to. I might well, because well, your your voice is very threatening. Also, okay, so one of the reasons I even wanted us to do this whole Star Wars series is because the season seven of Clone Wars has come back. And this is a show that, like, died. It got canceled once um, Disney bought Lucasfilm. And then they started their own series, Star Wars Rebels, which I do love. But now that Star Wars Rebels is over, they got their last season finally. So this season has been amazing. It is cinematic. The animation is gorgeous. We have just started like the last story arc. And it is cinematic to the point where I'm like, I need to see that on a big screen. This should have been the movie. <laughs> and it's kind of hard to watch that. Watch this new season. And then go back to this movie. Because it's just like little things like the shading. The, the fluidness of the animation. It's still good for a TV show, but now they got Disney money and they got 14 years of technology to help out. So what did you think of Anakin compared to the live action portrayal? Well, the voice the voice cast is, I, I think, all really strong. I mean, the, even for the pilot, well, we're going to call it a pilot because it's more a pilot than it is a movie. They have Christopher Lee and Anthony Daniels and Sam Jackson still coming in to get that paycheck. Um, but going from Revenge of the Sith, ending the, the saga, like we, you know, that's the other thing too. And why I went to see this in theaters is that this was supposedly like Revenge of the Sith was supposedly the last Star Wars movie. Ever. And, yeah, ever. And then three years later, they're like, but here's a cartoon that happens in the middle. And it, it just, it's very jarring going from live action to what essentially looks like a video game cutscene in 2008. I think my issue, too, was, like like you keep saying, it's a pilot for a show. Yeah. And when I saw this, I mean, we didn't have, like, a thousand entertainment blogs and websites. And I don't even think Twitter was really that popular back then. So I didn't know this was supposed to be, like, just part of a TV show. So I think I judged it a little harsher because of that. Because I expected, you know, you go to a movie theater, you go to see a movie. Right. And it's also much more, I think, that this movie in air quotes movie was much more aimed at kids than the, even the show is it just I mean all the like um every, everybody's got a, a silly nickname sky guy and then you know we have snips and uh, the hutlet and like the whole thing with java's son and like all the it's just like uh, really this is what we're doing with star wars now and then that's even before you meet the truman capote hut later in the movie yeah that was the thing like the the pacing is very off for a movie. So you can tell when the episodes would end, usually. Right. And yes, before there was Baby Yoda, there was Baby Jabba, AKA Stinky, as Ahsoka calls him. Yeah. Do you think he was cute, Brie? <laughs> Brie has thoughts, I can tell. It's just, okay, it's just a cheese <laughs> factor, you know what I mean? I, I think- Yeah, there was fart jokes, burp yep. jokes. Yeah, and- <laughs> I love that was, this whole film was nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm like, oh, that's a the cherry on top of this movie. <laughs> it's just like, it's really hard to like suggest the Clone Wars TV series when you have to watch this first. And I got in my friend Krista to start watching the series. And I'm like, just get through this movie. 
I'm not crazy. I promise you it gets better. <laughs> so I was thinking you're crazy for a moment. Yes, I was like, I'm this is what Candace completely crazy. Really yeah, this is what Candace has been binge watching this entire time. Yeah. And like crying about on Twitter. <laughs> and saying Ahsoka Tanu is my favorite Star Wars character of all times. I said it. I'm done. Okay. So <laughs> what else I would like to add? It's it's insane, Robert. Have you seen this in any other like kind of fandom or books? Or movies that like a fandom can just like hate a character but then after years just even just a couple of years they become like everyone's favorite because i have not seen this anywhere else yeah it's not usually that it's, it's i think it's usually pretty instantaneous just kind of a, a love or hate factory and the fact that ahsoka has grown on people the way that she has to the point that they're bringing her in live action and that she's been kind of the anchor between clone wars and rebels uh, I think says a lot about the the strength of the character and how she's evolved since you know since showing up here in this movie. And that's on good character development. Yep. So Brie, you watched The Mandalorian, right? Yes. Oh yeah, we watched the last episode yeah. together. We were okay. geeking out together. And then yeah. I asked about that sword, and I was like, "What's that?" <laughs> and then I gave her a half hour recap of what that sword was: the dark saber. Which is actually comes in the Clone Wars, which we probably will see in the next few episodes again. Okay, anyway, <laughs> off topic, kind of, sort of. So Dave Filoni, who was kind of like George Lucas's like Padawan at Lucasfilm, is the showrunner for Clone Wars as well as Star Wars Rebels, and also he was like the co-showrunner with John Favreau. For Mandalorian. So Mandalorian's obviously amazing, right? Oh, yeah. So this is why it's amazing. Also, John Favreau's great, too. But, like, Dave Filoni is honestly, like, the best thing that happened to Star Wars. Do we think that Lucasfilm is going to try and position him as kind of a Kevin Feige figure for for the franchise going forward? Because he does seem to have his hands in everything. That would be amazing because he just loves us so much. He... He knows the mythos. He knows Star Wars inside and out. He has ideas like he he is really good at taking what George Lucas has in place and picking out the good parts and putting it together. So I say give him a trilogy then. Yeah, I mean, the, the franchise is at a huge crossroads right now. Mandalorian is kind of the brightest spot that they have. So it makes sense to pivot towards some of the people you know, behind that. I mean, I think it's a matter of time before Favreau gets uh, a, at least a movie or so uh, to himself. But yeah, I think Filoni is definitely being positioned in that, in that direction. And I think honestly, that's what the sequel trilogy needed was a Feige mm-hmm. in charge. Yep. Just to make sure everything was connected. I mean, my pers- like I feel like just George Lucas got lucky. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I feel like he's just a lucky guy who had like a great idea, but then he kind of like ruins things as well, like <laughs> moving forward. With the original trilogy, I guess you could say luck was involved with um the crew and the cast that he got together because just a little thing, like did you know and A New Hope, the end with the Death Star, when they're doing the trench run, it was actually an editor's idea to have the idea that there was a countdown for the Death Star to hit Yavin 4, where the Rebels were. 
there wasn't that climax, that suspense in George Lucas's original script. Because he's not a good writer. Or he has a lot of feelings, Robert. Sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, he. I mean, she's right. He's a, he's a good. He's a good. A imagineer to borrow the, the Disney term and, and uh, kind of setting up the world but then I mean you guys just watched Attack of the Clones so as far as human interaction and dialogue and, and anything relating anything that resembles actual human behavior it, not so much so but uh, you know when it comes to the mythos I think he's got a lot of a lot of good ideas it's just with the prequels he executed all of them himself with no you know essentially no check so yeah at this time like the Attack of the Clones our episode isn't out yet, but what we literally say is he's a great world builder. Yeah. That's what he's good at because that's what the best thing about the prequels are is he showed the Jedi Temple. He shows these different planets, these different worlds, all these characters, and he makes a world feel real. It just he has a hard time making the characters seem real. Yeah, I, I agree with everything both of you are saying because for me, going from Attack of the Clones and where Anakin had zero character development, he started on a high of angst and just stayed on it through the whole angst, thing. Angst, um, angst, angst, <laughs> And with this movie, I feel like they were trying to backtrack a little with Anakin, but to me it fell flat again. It just didn't, like it didn't make, like it took me out of him having a Padawan because I was like, I just watched a live action movie. Like, he is in no position to have a Padawan. I don't think anyone would trust him to have someone under him. Like, how is he going to help himself if he is still, like, you know, being risky with every move that he makes? And honestly, in the series, he kind of just teaches Ahsoka those bad habits of taking a lot of risks. But the thing is that they always work for him. So how is he supposed to really learn any different? Which actually comes with a theory I was thinking about when I was watching this new season. Since we know Palpatine is in charge of both sides of the war, is it possible that every battle that Anakin does, he makes sure that Anakin wins so he has that confidence and that doubt of the Jedi? Or am I just like really overthinking it? I mean, this is a guy that plans out decades worth of strategy in advance, yeah. so... I think that's very possible. Uh, I'm like, we're not going to get into Rise of Skywalker too much, but since that is now canon, I mean, he clearly has a, a backup plan for his backup plans. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, Bree's like really concerned about the judgment of giving Anakin a child to take care of. Because <laughs> yeah, what like was 14. Yoda thinking? He Yoda wasn't. Yoda says to Obi-Wan, they, Obi-Wan and Yoda plan this, obviously. And they were being a little shit Anakin because he's like, I don't want a Padawan. Which, I mean, who would want to bring a child to war? That's one of my issues. <laughs> Two, Yoda says she he's ready for a Padawan. He's just not ready to let her go. He's trying to teach Anakin, by the way of Ahsoka, how to not have attachments. And it works out terribly, Yoda. Just FYI. <laughs> He loves too easily, and he automatically is attached to Ahsoka after, like, their first, like, little battle. He's like, this is my child now. I love her. Stay away. <laughs> it's trouble. <laughs> the, the funny thing, too, about the, the Clone Wars movie, I think, is, 
you know, he, all the trouble that he had in Attack of the Clones and, you know, the angst and the slaughter of an entire village of Tusken Raiders, uh, this movie doesn't shy away from it. In fact, it echoes it directly with him going back to Tatooine with the, the uh, sand people sound effect in the background and everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I killed the, the men and the women the, and the children, too. You better watch yourself. <laughs> so good. I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a really kind of jarring to, to Bree's point. Also, I mean, I'm glad we got to see a little more of Count Dooku. We barely get anything of Dooku in the movies. None. It's almost like, who's that dude? Same with General Grievous. We get a lot more in the series, which is exciting. Same with Darth Maul, actually. That's kind of a running theme. Yeah, it's just like, because like what we said before, George has all these good ideas. He needed something like a TV show to just take them. And make them into beautiful stories. I don't know if either of you know this answer. I was trying to look it up. Why did they go ahead and replace uh, Hayden Christensen? Okay, so there's a rumor that Hayden Christensen wanted to do this. And they were like, no thanks. And because of the backlash of Attack of the Clones, I guess? I don't know. I really like him. It's It's very... He has a very more mature voice than mm-hmm. Hayden, but... Yeah, Hayden Christensen's actually a year older than him. Maybe he wanted too much money. Possible. They do bring back Qui-Gon Jinn. Liam Nielsen comes back. So does Shimmy Skywalker and flashbacks during the series. But those are just like bit parts. So maybe he couldn't commit to like series. He was too busy uh, clearing his schedule for all those jumper sequels he thought he was going to make. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jumping all around. Going to jump to the pyramids. That's all I remember from the trailer. Yeah, I didn't even watch it either. Me either. I didn't watch it. And Brie was a big Hayden Christensen fan back in the day, Robert. Did you know that? I did not. Brie, explain yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is a movie that came out when I was uh, young, and it was called Life as a House, and he played an emo boy in it, so my love was automatic for him. (laughs) And she made me watch it multiple times over and over because we'd have sleepovers and i would get tripped yes (laughs) it's weird like because i i thought i would love him as anakin skywalker i don't think anyone would have been loved as anakin skywalker with that script not with the script but you could do i mean here's the thing i don't know whose fault it was it could have been the script it could have been the direction it could have been just him but Mm -hmm. I think it's just because Anakin just starts off on one note and stays on that one note. It does hinder you for from going with him on this journey, which I mean, the movie I don't know. I it was this movie was weird to me. I mean, maybe this series is a little better, but I didn't particularly enjoy this this movie. <laughs> Well, it has like, what, an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes? Something like yes, that? Yes, it does. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not alone. I, I think that's kind of the consensus, which is why after I remember when Disney Plus first launched uh, in November, I was like perusing everything and I noticed that they had this under specials and I thought that was very interesting. They didn't even want to put it in with all the other Star Wars movies. They're like, no, 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 that's that's not even really a Star Wars movie. It is, but not really. So let's, let's put it in a separate category. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I think it's fine. Again, as a pilot, it's not great, but knowing that it gets better, and of course, like majority of TV shows, their pilots are rough. Everyone's yeah, but trying to no find... one says, "Oh, let's turn this pilot into a movie." 
Exactly. George Lucas does. <laughs> well, he's questionable. It's so hard to talk about this without talking about the TV series. Because honestly, everything mashes together with me. Yeah. What did you think of the clones, Bray? I mean, I think what really threw me off with the whole Jabba the Hutt storyline and like his uncle. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, Bray, if it makes you feel better, Hutts are asexual and they procreate by themselves. What? Like, they don't have to do anything. They don't have to. How is that lore? I don't know if that makes it better or worse. I don't Uh, know. And right now, if you could see my face, it's just like, uh, I read the novelization of Clone Wars like years ago, and that's all I remember from it. They put that in a book? They put lots of things in books. Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> because I don't know about you, but I was very concerned. And also, the only reason Jabba has all those dancing girls is because he knows it makes humans uncomfortable, and it's a status symbol. So he's not actually like wanting to do gross things with them, which I don't know if it's better or worse. What's this whole thing about like, like the treaty with Jabba? Like, why does like both sides like need this guy? It doesn't feel like he. He is worth. They explained it multiple times, Bree. They want to use his hyperspace lanes. They pretty much just want to use his roads. Okay, but see, that to me isn't a real. Like that doesn't seem like big enough. I guess for me, maybe that's why. Bree, like I just you <laughs> forgot. Are not a I'm pilot like... or a Jedi and don't understand. They said that would give them a path to Coruscant and Coruscant. Coruscant. Oh my God! What kind of Star Wars fan am I? Um. <laughs> Like he's saying, like, we would be able to just, like, kind of, like, it's a back road to Coruscant, which is the capital, and that would mean, like, Count Dooku could just, like, get it in there, sneak in, and attack. Kidnap the Chancellor, for example? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, I guess that is important, then. I mean, not really, since they totally planned being kidnapped. (laughs) Exactly. We'll see then. Okay. <laughs> but they don't know that. Nobody knows Paps is evil yet. They're a bunch of dum-dums. He is definitely evil. In Attack of the Clones, you could he's evil. Oh, something that you'd find interesting, Bree, is that the original voice actor for Palpatine passes away, and they get Tim Curry to replace him. Oh. It is so weird. I think now you just sold Brie on watching the whole series just so she can okay. get to that point. You actually, said Tim Curry. Boom, I'm there. <laughs> actually, she could just watch the wrong Jedi seri- uh, episodes. And she can also see why Anakin probably turned to the dark side. I would actually love you to watch those episodes. I'll watch. I'll watch. It's really good. It's I really like, good. I, again, I, I love the idea of exploring Anakin's journey more. I just don't think the scripts are very good in the live action. And this maybe was an okay introduction into the series, which, you know, goes further into character development, maybe. It definitely does. But the thing is, like, we also have to remind ourselves is that prequels were written before this was even an idea. There was a 2003 Cartoon Network Clone Wars series, which was a hand-drawn animation by the people who did Samaru Jack and it was like three minute segments and later they like admitted it was to sell toys <laughs> it was still amazing and well done and they took a lot of ideas from that and put it in the series but it didn't have character development like this stuff 
it's kind of like you throw a crazy idea out in class and you're like, yeah, yeah. And I can prove it. It's totally this. And then you go home and you do all your research and you try to like support this theory that came out of your butt. <laughs> yeah, Am that, I wrong? <laughs> that, that micro series is kind of like a, a almost a proof of concept, basically. Like we could totally do a whole series of just the Clone Wars and focus, shift the focus to different characters and different missions and things like that. And, and then, you know, right in here, one of the best things in this movie, I think, is Asajj Ventress, which is like, oh, fresh blood, a new character, something visually interesting that poses a challenge for, for the Jedi. And that is ripped directly from the micro series. So. Oh, oh yeah, Brie, what did you think of Saj Ventress? Oh, the... she was badass. Yeah, see? see? Yeah. Yeah. That's no, the she thing was, I, a, I think, the best part of the movie for me. Yeah, 100%. Oh, I love her and like Obi Wan flirts with her to kind of like put her off guard, but she just flirts back. She's so. like, mm-hmm, two can play at this game, dude. Yeah. <laughs> My friend's like, why does she have the boob window? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and she's also, we were also like, why is Ahsoka barely clothed? Somebody put some clothes on that child. She's in the middle of battle. But again, okay, it's 2006. So that's the thing about the series is before we had Ray, before we had Jennifer. I, I just brought up a picture of a size Ventress. She totally does have a boob window. I didn't even notice that. Damn, that Robert. Like, <laughs> the way that the, the fabric on top and the bottom, that's funny. Yeah. No. Nice. No. And she can just take off the skirts, which I know she takes off the skirts because they're hard to animate, but it's also to take off the skirts. Right. But the thing about this series is this is before we had Ray, before we had Jen or so. Mostly we just had, like, Leia, who is badass and amazing and one of my all-time favorite fictional characters. And then we had, like, Padme, and she was okay. Whatever. She dies. (laughs) But in the series, there's so many more women, and there's so many... It's just exciting to finally see a girl being a Jedi. And George Lucas created Ahsoka, especially for his daughters. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. Okay. All right, George. And that's one of the reasons Ahsoka is so precious to so many fans, is that finally, like, Brie knows me, I started loving Star Wars at age nine. I wanted to be a Jedi. But of course, it's just like stupid Luke and stupid Obi-Wan and Anakin, all gonna be Jedis. No girls. Like, there's some girls in the background, but they don't count. And finally, we get Ahsoka. And she has an arc, and she's not perfect. She has, like, faults and issues, and she makes mistakes. And she grows. And it's just so refreshing to see a character that's real in this, like, universe we love and grew up with. Getting but that's, up. like, with the series more so, right? Yeah, because this, 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 this movie. movie. <laughs> R2-E. I can't get over that. Yeah, how long do they hold on to all the uh, all the nicknames that she has for everybody in the series, I wonder? I think she only calls him Sky Guy once, but he calls her Snips throughout the whole series. Okay. Which I think is cute. He's like her older brother, like make you know. It it's so interesting to introduce all these characters then when they're not even in Revenge of the Sith, really. What happens to Ahsoka? It makes sense why she's not mentioned. Oh, okay. So at least they did that. Like they're think they thought ahead of. Yeah, they did a good job. Like all the Jedi that you see in this series, you see them in the background in different episodes usually. Or if you don't see them in Revenge of the Sith, they most likely got killed off at a different time. 
Why didn't they just sit down and make it, like, more fluid? Because they thought they were going to be separate episodes, Brie. And then George Lucas comes in and says, make it a movie. And you go, okay, George. When George Lucas asks for something, he doesn't often get uh, an argument is kind of the whole point. That's how we got George R. Binks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, poor George I still think he is the Sith Overlord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bree's obsessed with the dark Jar Jar theory. Have you heard of that, Robert? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay, it's great. It's maybe great. we'll get episode ten, the you know the rise of Jar Jar or something. Oh, I'm it, here it'll, for it. <laughs> it'll recontextualize it all. Yeah, yeah. Palpatine made Snoke. Jar Jar made Palpatine or something. Exactly. We'll go further back. Yes. <laughs> um, Bree, would you be interested to know in the series, Jar Jar gets a love interest? What? Yes. It happens. And he gets teamed up with Mace Windu, which is hilarious because Mace Windu is like the most serious Jedi in the entire world and like Jar Jar is a buffoon. Well, or a genius, depending on how you view it. <laughs> That's true. Evil genius? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But- I feel like every episode we do now, Bree, is going to bring up Dark Jar Jar. Oh. Even in like the original trilogy and sequel trilogy. She's going to be like, so do you think Jar 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 was in charge of this? He was. All of it. Overall, what's your grade, guys, for this movie? If it was just a movie. I'm really curious to hear Breeze. That's why I was waiting. Oh, okay. Is it worse? I was curious about everyone else's. Okay. I am going to give this a C minus. Brie, is it worse than Attack of the Clones? Ooh, tough. That is a question. Because Attack of the Clones is considered the worst one. They're kind of on... Mm, okay, but then you get Vetris, who's like dope as all hell. Okay. Oh, and in those episodes I want you to watch, Asajj Ventress is in there. Uh, and she teams up with some people. Okay, Attack of the Clones, I'll give that a D. And then the Clone oh. Wars, I'll give a C-. <laughs> so not, okay, not so like crazy above. I... I find it hard to judge just because I love the series so much. So I think I might have to take myself out of the equation. Robert, can you be? I was actually leaning towards the C-ish as well. So I might just go with an, a nice solid C. Uh, oh, Robert's being kind. Yeah. C, I don't want to say the same thing as Brie, but I was because I was going to say no, C minus also. You may agree with me. I need <laughs> yes. to agree with me and validate my feelings. <laughs> Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, okay, let's do C minus then. Yes. Because I, it's also like, I have obviously lots of problems with Attack of the Clones, and this is what we're comparing it to. Um, but at the end of the day, that's still part of the saga, and so I'm begrudgingly accept it. This is easy for me to ignore if I decide not to uh, count it as, you know, live action, as part of the live action franchise. And um, yeah, I don't know. This It just feels really off. All the stuff with the... With uh, J- uh, Jabba's son, I don't, I don't really care for. No, I do like Asajj Ventress, and I do like the. Um, we didn't even mention the little battle on like going up the side of the mountain. I thought that was like one of the coolest uh, mm-hmm. action beats in this movie. One of the only really good ones, actually. Uh, but yeah, overall, I don't really care for the movie, and I, I really need to like follow Candace's advice and just go back and watch the rest of the show and catch up. Oh, it's just yeah. like, so many seasons now to catch up with in order to get to the end. So. The only reason I watched the series after seeing this movie, it was about like, okay, it was about five years later after seeing this movie in theaters, and I had walking pneumonia. 
And I was like, okay, I'll watch a kid's show because I'm going to be in and out of it. And I was like, well, Force Awakens is coming out soon. I should watch something Star Wars related. Right. So I like just like binge watched the entire thing because I was like home for a whole week. And then I was like, I like Ahsoka. What's going on? (laughs) She doesn't suck. And I was like, wow, I was really harsh to her. I like felt bad that I was like personally like I hated a fictional character. Like I offended her. But then I rewatched the movie and I was like, no, I was right. (laughs) Yeah, I think we can all safely say this is a movie you can hide under the bed and not focus on. You can. But the series gets better. And some of those episodes, I swear, are not for kids. Some of the things they deal with, there's like a whole arc where they go to a slavery planet. And that should be in a kid's thing. That's great to teach kids. Well, like, one of the slaves, like, tries to kill their master, but then they don't succeed, and then they, like, commit suicide by jumping off the building. Oh. Wow. Yeah. This is a kid's show. The thing with with Clone Wars and Rebels, I think, is that they toe that line pretty well where it's, you know, older kids can still watch it, but adults can still get enough out of it to not feel embarrassed watching a kid's show. My, I actually did try and watch uh, the first episode or two of Resistance, and that's a kid's show. That's like, uh, yeah, that like no. yeah. I was like, yeah, no, this is not for me. I'm not the audience for this one. The only reason I started watching Rebels, because I saw the trailers, and the trailers just made it seem so kiddish. They put like that, like, little like rock music to it, and they're right. like, oh, Ezra Bridger, he's just a normal kid. But he's a Jedi Knight, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm not watching this. I love Star Wars. I love Clone Wars. But you know what? No, thank you. And then I find out Ahsoka's in it. And I'm like, damn it. Now I got to watch it. <laughs> and of course, the marketing is just all to children. And you're like, oh, no, wait. This is just a continuation of the Clone Wars. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it, yeah. the fact that it was on uh, Disney XD, is it, that, that does not help its... Reputation as a kids show, whereas Cartoon Network, you know, obviously they had kids shows, but it's also like at night they have Adult Swim and all that. So they have a much broader audience. And definitely this last season is for grownups because the original series came out 14 years ago. So all those kids that used to watch it are either teenagers or like 20 something year olds. Right. Or even older. Like Candace. Okay. Well, thank you two so much for talking about this, and I'm really sorry I put you through it. Bree, you will be watching the holiday special, so prepare for worse. I'm gonna cry. (laughs) You have nothing better to do with your time at the moment. This is true. So that's it for today. Bree, tell them where they can find us. Oh well, you can find us at Geeky Girl Gab on Instagram. Twitter and Facebook and then Robert where can they find you at uh, you can find me on the Crooked Table podcast wherever you listen to your podcast like this one uh, also on Twitter at Crooked Table and if people want to hear more of my thoughts on Star Wars we did all nine uh, main saga movies last year so there are episodes for all of those if you want to hear my thoughts on the prequels and etc I'm on the Empire Strikes Back one yes you are No, I'm making sure we do all of them, Robert. There's no turning away. 
<laughs> no, I know when she said holiday special, I was like, oh crap. I even know. I'm, even <laughs> I haven't seen that like to to completion. I've seen, I've tried to, and I've seen parts of it, and I was like, yeah, no, I don't know. This is rough. Maybe you'll I have to come back for that one, Robert. <laughs> oh crap! I don't want to be alone. <laughs> I have it on VHS. I gave my mom cash money, and she bought it on eBay for me when I was twelve. I didn't even know that I ever even got a VHS release. Yeah, it didn't. It was somebody who recorded it. Oh, okay. I got you. Nice. I was in love with Mark Hamill. I would do anything to watch him in as Luke Skywalker. It was disappointing, even as a child. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, Candace. My lumps was gone. Okay. <laughs> also, Bree forgot to mention, we have a TikTok now. That's right. And Bucky is our lovely mascot on TikTok. Bucky J. Barks is also another honorary geeky girl. So, Robert, you're not the only one. So, yeah. Find us on TikTok, too. That's it for today. I'm Candace. I'm Bree. I'm Robert. May the force be with you.